Are you in search of your perfect cup of coffee at home? Do you crave a fresh cup of joe from the comfort of your own kitchen? Well, look no further because Black Sun Coffee is here to help. The medium roast from Black Sun Coffee features notes of Brazil nut, grapefruit, and oak. The freshness is guaranteed to start your day off right. Go to blacksuncoffee.com, that's B-L-V-C-K, and use the promo code CONFIDENCE20 for 20% off your next purchase. I'm Leah Shaw, and welcome to The Confidence Factor. People know how to put other people in boxes, don't they? That's part of how our brains make sense of the world. We see a person, we learn a little bit about them, and then right or wrong, our brain puts them in a box. Sometimes you're put in a box based on what people assume they know about you, based on what they heard, who your family is, where you're from, etc. And then sometimes we put ourselves in boxes trying to be who others expect us to be. How often do we feel trapped by the expectations from others, but also the expectations we put upon ourselves? Today's guest teaches us how she gained the confidence to break out of those boxes to be the woman she was always meant to be and to live the life that she always dreamed of. Let's listen. So, fun fact about today's guest, she was the first person who found out I was pregnant last year. I have known today's guest for about... (laughs) I told you. I have known today's guest for about 15 years or so. We met at a sorority retreat, and we've been soul sisters ever since. So, we're going to do a little resume check. She received both her bachelor's and master's degrees from Eastern Michigan University and completed her PhD at Indiana State University. She has over a decade of experience working in higher education in areas such as academic affairs, campus life, multicultural affairs, residence life, and student affairs leadership. Off the paper, she is my conference roommate. I'm still thinking that Montreal has not recovered from our visit. Uh, She is my reality checker, and she's my favorite hype man. Her name, in my opinion, is synonymous with strength and resilience. So please welcome today's guest, Dr. Shatina M. Jones, to The Confidence Factor. Welcome. Look, it's so good to be here. Um, it's always a pleasure to be um, to be introduced by somebody who actually knows you, right? Um, and literally, we we've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have been through a lot, and um, I yeah, that's all I got is we've been through a lot, and it has been it has been such a wonderful time. So thank you for having me here. Well, thank uh, you for being here for sure. And and when I was putting this together, I'm like we really have known each other that long. I was like doing the math and I'm like, no, we are old enough for this to be true. Yes, we are. (laughs) I'm like, when, where did the time go? So, uh, so as I said, you know, we first met back in the day at this sorority tree. I don't remember where it was, but there we were. 
Um, but I, yeah, that was the first time we met. And then we just kept re-entering each other's lives. I don't think we ever left each other's lives. Probably more accurate. Would no, you say? we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. So I remember, cause I remember the, I remember it was at Underground Roundup. So yep. it was at Underground Roundup and I remember getting up and I remember talking about my sister because my mom was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I said that and I just, I don't even know why I was like, yeah, this is happening yet. I'm here. Um, and I remember it was you and it was Tierney and Asha who came up to me and was mm. like, oh, so your sister's at BG. We got her. Um, and I remember, like, I'll never forget that moment because you all literally had her. I never mm-hmm. had to worry um, about her um, when you all were on campus. Um, and it was something that I thought um, was very, very, very important because I had to tend to my mom and do all mm-hmm. these other things, make all these decisions. And I knew in the back of my mind that I had y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was that was that was what's up and then we just kept being connected to one another and then we both somehow uh wound up in higher education mm-hmm. and just literally have been each other's sounding board and like i know that if i need somebody who's going to give me the truth who's going to be able to help me conceptualize some things i know it's you i know it's you so so yeah so thank you for that Oh, well, my pleasure indeed. So, as you know, we're here to talk about confidence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it's it turned out to be one of my favorite topics, unsurprisingly, but it is. So, to get us started, how do you define confidence? Um, so, I think that confidence is something that you live, right? Um, oftentimes, confidence is something that you have. And sometimes other people don't believe that you have it. Um, and, and it comes from a space deep down inside of you, right? And, and I, when I say deep down inside of you, sometimes you don't have to have all of the confidence. Mm-hmm. All you need is a little bit of confidence, right? And it's something that that you own, right? And you don't need anybody else's validation for you to have confidence. So I think confidence is how you walk, how you talk, um, how you carry yourself, um, what you are going to, um, commit to what you're not gonna commit to as well. Um, so I think that confidence is something that is deep within you, and sometimes you have to activate it um, in ways in which don't make sense to other people, um, but it makes sense to you, and it, it is you living out loud and you making decisions for you that are best for you, which oftentimes could make other people feel uncomfortable. Hmm. Let's delve into that. Uh, how did you get to this place or this definition of confidence? What's the story? What's the journey that's gotten you to be able to say that with such conviction? Because Mm -hmm. you know it, because you live it. Mm -hmm. So how'd you get there? Well, it took a whole lot. Um, So um, I was bullied in middle school. Mm. Um, I was bullied by quote unquote friends. I didn't, I knew that, some of these young women didn't make me feel good, mm-hmm. um, like from a friend. You know how when you just like, you connect with a friend, it's like, oh, there might be a little poking of fun, but literally I had folks who were around me who made me feel some type of way mm-hmm. because I was skinnier, who made me feel some type of way because I had bigger eyes, who always nitpicked at me because I had new shoes 
or because I had certain things that they didn't have or because I talked a certain type of way or because I did a certain thing. Um, and I thought that those, I thought those women at the time were my friends. And it wasn't until I went to high school um, that I was able to figure out who my actual friends were. Right. Um, so, um, Full transparency, I went to the neighborhood middle school, elementary school, and middle school, right? Mm-hmm. And nothing's wrong with neighborhood schools. Let me be clear on that. I just wanted to break away from my cousins, who I was very influential. I did what my cousins did. I think that when you're young, you just follow the leader, right? Mm-hmm. Um but for some reason, I remember in my high school, um, so I am from Detroit. Probably should share that. But I'm from Detroit. So I went to one of the big three. If you know anything about a true Detroiter, the first thing we're going to ask you was, what high school did you went to? Because in part, we are judging you. Um, and in second part, we just know when you say a certain high school, that means something. So I went to Detroit King High School, which is a part of one of the big three. Um, and when I went to the high school, first off, you had to test to get into it. However, I wasn't a good test taker, but I had the grades and I had the werewolf all um, just in general. But I just sucked at tests. So I wound up coming into the high school through a special program that was a college prep program that you still had to apply to, but mm-hmm. the test scores didn't matter. And I excelled, of course. So I remember going and I remember going to a summer program and I would then meet my very best friend who I would later know um, had a specific disability um, when he was born. Um, essentially, they broke his leg. So he's like six five, mm-hmm. um, and he has he still had this kind of like limp to him now um, when he walks, but he would become my best friend. And he showed me what a friend really was mm-hmm. um, and would then be my biggest cheerleader in life, right? So when you come from having low self-esteem, when people make fun of you for certain type of things, and when you don't be around those people, and I was around one of them, but then she left after the ninth grade and I was just free. I was free to be me, right? Um, so I was free to explore. I did ROTC. I did all of these things that made Shatina happy, right? But um, one of the bigger pieces that always hindered my confidence was that I had a gap in between my teeth. So people would call me names from elementary school, not so much in high school, but it always impacted whether or not I would want to date somebody, whether or not, and of course, you know, everybody was doing a little high school dating, right? Um, whether or not I want to date somebody, the type of guy that I wanted to date as well. Um, so it was um, essentially when I would say that I gained my most confidence would have been after my mom passed away mm-hmm. and several years after my mom passed away, I was tired. I was really tired. Um, I was sick of everybody else's sugar, honey, iced tea. And I literally woke up um, because the guy who I was dating, he was like, I don't want to be with you no more. Mind you, it's my birthday weekend. Everybody knows my birthday is like a whole big old ordeal. It's a holiday, right? National holiday. So it was awful. And I just, I called somebody who I knew and I said, um, I need you to keep a secret. And I said, and, and I need you to, I need to ask you something that you can keep secret and that I need you to do something for me. And he was like, what's up? And he was, he literally was, he owned a barbershop. He's our age. He owned a barbershop. So I was like, okay. I said, all right, Ed, I need you to just cut all my hair off. And he said, what? I said, just cut it off. I said, I just had a biopsy because I was at that time, I was recently diagnosed with alopecia mm-hmm. and they didn't tell me I had to cut my hair. I just got tired. So I said, Ed, I just, I want to come into your shop 
I want you to cut off all of my hair. When you cut off all of my hair, don't we can't post nothing. We can't do nothing. Um, I I just want I don't I don't want anybody's permission. He says, "All right, Tina, I got you." So I literally went into his shop on my birthday, um, and that my birthday would be on that Monday. Went into his shop got all of my hair cut off. I watched him. It was only him and I in the shop. He covered up all the windows and I had prepared myself. I bought a hat. So of course I was born in December. It has to be a snowstorm, right? So um, with this snowstorm, uh, my car wound up breaking down because it was just a series of unfortunate events for my birthday. My car would break down, but I was committed to showing my friends, because of course your friends show up to you, mm-hmm. show up for you. So um, my very good friends, Monique and Marquise, um, they showed up to my dinner in the, in this blizzard. And my my one of our sorority sisters, um, Allison Spratt, would show up. And I was at dinner, okay? At dinner. And I was like, I don't know. And I'm talking and we're at this place that I really wanted to go to. Um, and I was like, y'all, I hope y'all love me. Um, and I just I have to show you something. But I hope that you all love me for who I am. And I literally on like a whole in living color type moment, just just slowly took my whole head off. And they was like, oh my God, you are absolutely beautiful. And I, I thought I was super cute anyway. Um, but that started my confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Because I started to peel back the layers and I controlled how I showed up, when I showed up and when what I looked like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that started that confidence that we're, I wouldn't even say I was at my full-fledged confidence. It wasn't until I got them braces taken off that I was at my mm. full um, ability to be confident. And that would have be, uh, been in 2018. Even when I got the braces on, I started to feel better because it was something about that gap that just it, it, it wedged my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that was my confidence level. And I'll say that I remember getting closer to the end of my braces coming off, right? Because me and my my braces was in like a long distance relationship, okay? It was Mm -hmm. two and a half years, okay? Long term, right? So, um, I remember three years. Three years. No, you know know what this is, okay? And I got permanent retainers, okay, girl? Um, So, it's a lot. But I remember thinking, I said, well, Shatina, I don't like... I'm not in this mindset of fixing myself, right? Because one of one of our sorority sisters told me when I was getting braces was like, if you don't like something about yourself, you can fix it. Like, you don't have to sit in that, right? So I thought about that, and that's why I got the braces, because mm-hmm. I really didn't like it. And then come to find out I had some other things that actually caused me to have a gap um, mm-hmm. that could have been corrected when I was younger. But, of course, some science wasn't what it was now, so I get it. But after I got my braces taken off, I remember saying to myself, I don't care who I am. The only one thing I wanted to do was close this gap. So if a sister gained weight, I gained weight, which I have. Um, but I, I'm comfortable in myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm comfortable in how I, how I look, how I show up. And I don't care about nobody's thoughts about me, right? Mm-hmm. Like you like you, you were going to judge me whether I had a gap, whether I didn't have no hair. If I grow the hair, you're mad. If I shave my hair off, you're mad. If I put makeup <laughs> on, you're mad. The only person that matters is me and mm-hmm. how I feel about myself in the morning. So every day, 
I get up and I show up the way that I want to show up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if I want to change my my glasses, I change my glasses. If I want to wear big earrings, small earrings, that's my decision. But I'm I am confidently making that decision. It's my choice, not nobody else's choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm living my truth the way that I want to live it. And that's how I came to this to this level of confidence. Kind of around the uh, circle, around the Mayberry bush. But you know, I'm committed mm-hmm. to it. Um, so that that's how I got to this point. So then, how would you, and thank you, first of all, for sharing that, for sure. How would you have described yourself in the before, however you define the before, um, whether it was you got to high school, whether it was you shaved your hair, whether it was the braces, however you define the before. Um, mm-hmm. How would you have described yourself then? And then how do you describe Shatina now? I would I would the first word that comes to my mind is before is I was scared. Mm. Um I was scared of other people's judgments. I was scared of their thoughts. I was scared to have my own thoughts. Um and I was scared to really be myself. Um my one of my aunts who recently passed away, she would always tell me you've always been different. You've always been different. And I would say growing up as 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 the kids of the 80s, um, we wasn't, it wasn't oftentimes something that was cool to do was to be different. You know, you I mean, we still kind of like this generation. We had our Jordans, we wore gold chains, it wasn't the big ones, but we wore gold chains. Um, but it was like everybody was doing the same thing. So when you did do something that was not like everybody else, you was perceived as being different. Different did have a a different um, connection to it, right? Do you want to be different or do you want to be the same? And I think that um, looking back, I just remember people who were sitting in their difference um, Mm -hmm. and that was okay. And now to me, I am, I would say now I'm bold. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, people are like, you don't have no hair. Are you going to grow your hair back? No, I don't want to. It itches. I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> out of, of 20-something odd years. Actually, I don't even think it was 20. It was, yeah, yeah, it was 20-something years. Um, how, did I, how did I get to this point? How did I have all this hair all those years? Um, but I, again, it's, if I decide to grow back, I will grow it back. Um, if I don't, I don't, like. It's my decision, right? So I think that right now I'm just I'm just very bold and just living out loud mm-hmm. and living the way that I want to live. And I'm not subscribing to anybody else's kind of politics, if you will, about who I am and how I show up. Mm-hmm. That's real. I don't have anything else to say other than that. <laughs> that's, that's real. So... What would you say is your confidence factor? What is, like, one person I talked to talked about, like, the special sauce that makes Shatina Shatina. What is your confidence factor? And then can you think of a moment in which that confidence factor was on full display, firing on all cylinders, and you're just like, "Mm mm-hmm, like? Yeah. I'm thinking, I think it's my gift of gab. Like, I can talk. Like, I I have been competing in competitions since I was in the seventh grade. So I can literally talk about anything at the drop of a dime. That is my confidence. You could give me something right now. I don't have to rehearse it. I got it. I can come up with a topic. I can do my own thing. And I think about 
when that confidence level was on at its highest, um, it would have to have been when I don't even remember what year it was. Mm-hmm. It was the year that I did a pachacacha. At oh yeah. So um a pachacacha is a seven minute and forty-two second um presentation that you do where you have to talk about something and you have to share it with individuals in seven minutes and forty-two mm-hmm. seconds. And it was a I think this was the second year that they were doing it with ACP. And ACP is the Association for College Personnel. Uh, something. What's the other A? Association? Uh, American College Personnel Association? Um, there you go. American College Personnel yeah. Association Educators International. Yes. That's what I yes. have, right? <laughs> so, uh, this is one of my professional homes. I probably should have known that, but listen, it's it's it's, it's today, um, and we here, okay? And I'm mm-hmm. tired. Uh, but... I remember doing the Pachaka Chai. Actually, I volunteered because um, one of our commissions was like, oh, yeah, we submitted for this Pachaka Chai. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. We need a volunteer from the Pan-African Network, and we need another volunteer. So I signed up. I can talk. That's nothing, right? Now, talking with a partner about something that you didn't even submit, that's a whole other bag to be in, right? So I uh, remember doing it, and I did it with a very good friend, um, Dr. S- uh, Stefan Santa uh, Ramirez. Uh, no, Rosa Santa. I don't know. It's Stefan. That's his name. Um, but we did this pachacacha and we learned to do this in like two days. <laughs> and it was one of the best pachacachas that they had <laughs> ever seen. Um, and we did it in front of a crowd of folks. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I wish, and actually, I wish I had the shoes, but I did it in like five inches. Oh, I remember. And they were sparkling. I had a I red remember. shirt. remember. Black jeans. And it was in Vegas. That's where it was mm-hmm. in Vegas. And um, and I remember stepping on stage in these shoes and people were like, oh my God. And y'all, they was rhinestones. They was black, pink, and 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 red. And it was bad. They was cute. Um, But I remember doing that, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember being terrified but then also like but you're that black girl from Detroit who competed in national competitions since the seventh grade you beat our high schoolers when you were in the eighth grade girl pick yourself up mm-hmm. pick yourself up you didn't competed on national levels multiple years in a row and you got gold medals not today baby you, <laughs> you you're not gonna be scared today and I just remember that feeling right um so that was that was where my confidence was like I wish you would say something to me huh. um and I've been I've been doing it ever mm-hmm. since like I've just been um doing things ever since um so uh that was one of like I would say one of my highlights of my confidence mm-hmm. uh, kind of being on 10. that's such a good example and I think I like it because I remember it. Because you, you was there. I remember that. And, and, the, and the thing is, like, to to hear someone say, oh, she just had to talk for seven minutes and 42 seconds. Like, it's a very precise manner of communication. There are visuals that go along with it. Um, and it's you just have to be very precise. So to have pulled that off in two days is truly no small feat. For sure. And and you definitely do have the gift of gab. Um, But you've always been so outwardly sure of yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and what and what I said at the beginning, you know, when you said your definition of confidence with great conviction, I think when I that's the word. When you speak, you speak with conviction and you speak with authority. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's always that's always been something about you that has stood out to me. Um, so aside from the shoes, uh, <laughs> my shoe game is shoe, out of control. Mm, yes, it this, is. Listen, this this pandemic when it's over, I tell you, I'm gonna be running to the shoe store because I don't. I mean, I'm not buying nothing anymore. I'm not gonna where to go. We're on a tangent, and that's okay. But I got, well, I didn't buy them, but I got a pair of shoes for my birthday, and they say Shatina all over them. I, I'm like, I don't know where I'm going in them, but they're so bright because I wear I like colors, but I like bright heels, and I'll just wear black with them. But I mean, mm-hmm. these shoes, I'm like, you would appreciate these shoes. Very sparkly, very Listen, sparkly. I love you. I can't I wait it. to wear them. Cannot wait. I, I don't it. know where I'm going in them. Going somewhere soon, but. For my final question, well, let's start here. Pick a number between 1 and 37. 20. Okay. So knowing what you know now and Mm -hmm. the things that you've learned, the things that you've experienced, and the things that you've just had to figure out, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Oh, 20. That was a good, that wasn't. Girl, it's not worth it. Um, mm. I was I would focus more on having fun. I was in a relationship. I thought I was getting married, like at the end of senior year. Just go have fun. Go on the study abroad. It's okay. Girl, dump him. It's all right. Um, I think I would just do more. Um, and then also I would tell myself to spend more time with my mom. Um, because mm-hmm. my mom wasn't one of those people who was a was an att- attention seeker, mm-hmm. but literally she she was she was amazing um but i would lose her at 21 but i would i would tell myself to go spend more time with her and take her more places too mm-hmm. do you think your 20 year old self would have taken your advice uh possibly about the guy uh maybe not but <laughs> i probably would have i probably would have studied abroad that poor baby that poor precious lamb um, I literally, I was just, I just wanted to be in love. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just, I just did. I wanted to be in love. That was what people were doing. But now most of the people in the love aren't even actually in love from like their high school people. So, Ooh, that's awkward. Mm. No comment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Any final thoughts or insights or anything that you want to share? You know... I don't really know. I feel like life is so interesting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if if there's something that you want to do and you're scared to do it, do it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? We're living through a pandemic, right? Um, nobody and nobody ever thought that we would get to that we would ever be in this position or this space. But I would say um pivot, right? That was the word of the 20- word. It's pivot and I'm still pivoting, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like sometimes we allow other people to um, take away our confidence because they lack it, right? So you might have a vision and and I'm very, 
I'm a I'm a spiritual religious person and I believe that God blesses us with visions, right? So God has told you to do something and you don't want to do it because everybody else around you aren't doing it, right? But that wasn't, that's not their assignment. That was your assignment. So you have something within yourself that you want to do, but we've allowed people to um, bruise our confidence, mm-hmm. to impact our confidence in ways in which we are, we become fragile and we don't want to do the things that we know we are supposed to be doing because somebody else has either said something to you, somebody else does not have the capacity to do it because everybody is, does not have the capacity to do everything. Mm-hmm. That's why we're all different. So I would just say, if there is something out there that you know you need to do, do it. Sometimes do it scared. Um, yeah. Both myself and and the good Dr. Leah, we <laughs> finished our we just just finished our PhD processes mm-hmm. last year, right? Um, and we both have consulting businesses. Um, and for me, at least with mine, I did that scared, right? Like we was just laughing before we started about um, a website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things our very good friend Dr. Alex White mm-hmm. um, says um, when she's uh, coaching folks is. Everything don't have to be perfect with a business. Just start. Just start start somewhere, right? Um, Perfection does not exist, but perfection stifles growth and creativity. Perfect is the enemy of good. Absolutely, right? So Mm -hmm. just do it, right? So if there's something that you want to do, if you want to start school, if you want to start, if you know a job is harmful to you and you need to go, go. Mm-hmm. Like live, live your life out loud and have the confidence and the boldness to do whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I'm going to leave y'all with today. And I'm going to leave it on that. Sh- Shatina, Dr. Jones, thank you so much uh, for being here and sharing your story and dropping all this wisdom all over the place. Uh, I just, I greatly appreciate uh, you having spent some time with me on this Friday evening. Um, but we in a pandemic, so where are you going? Uh, there you go. Know, we ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> so before I let you go, uh, let all the listeners know where they can find you on social media. You talked about the consulting business. So talk a little bit about that and just what you're working on and what we could look forward to uh, seeing from you in the near future. All right. So um, here are all my social media handles. So my Instagram is SM Jones Consulting, no spaces, just all SM Jones Consulting. Um, That is at Instagram. On Facebook, I do have a page called SM Jones Consulting. And my website is um, (laughs) smjonesconsulting.com. So a little bit of what I do, um, again, talking about that pivot, is I specialize in tech for beginners, but it's a special uh, set of beginners. So I specialize in tech for those 45 and older. Now, here's the thing. If you have a tech need, tech need and you're not 45, it's okay. You can come and attend the sessions also. So we have Saturday morning sessions where we are teaching um, those who need a little bit of extra tech help um, with Facebook, Instagram, um, website design, all types of things. Um, one of the, our social media app for this particular session that is coming up is Facebook. Our next one will be Clubhouse. So we are going to be teaching those how to navigate that stuff. We also will teach individuals how to read their bank account online. Um, So we do a lot of different things in that area. Another arm um, or product that we offer is we are doing student affairs supervision training. So um, oftentimes graduate students are looking
looking for ways so for them to um, to grow, but we're doing that for um, those working in student affairs, and we will have that on the vote on the entry level and the mid level level. And then last but certainly not least, we do provide services for faculty development. So we train. Um, faculty departments, how to transition completely online, um, how to do education technology, how to look at distance learning theory, all of those pieces. So those are some of the things that we do. Um, and again, you can find us as SM Jones Consulting on Facebook and Instagram, as well as smjonesconsulting.com is the website. All right. You heard it from her, SM Jones Consulting. Please go check her out, Facebook, Instagram, and the World Wide Web. So again, uh, Dr. Jones, thank you so much for being here today. Look, thank you for having me. Always love to connect with you, Dr. Shaw. Absolutely. And that's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Confidence Factor. Be sure to check out my website at www. Dot B E S H A W E S O M E or B Shawsome.com. You can also check me out on Instagram at B As always, thank you to Golden Ox Studios for making this a reality week after week.